Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Steven Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And today we review the 2021 movie with Ryan Reynolds, a free guy. I like the way you said that. I don't know why I said it like that. I said no, it like was free, guy. I don't free know, guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave that in. Yeah. We'll Traffic see. on the 8th. <laughs> we go to Morality Corner and talk about violence against NPCs and the second level of Dante's Inferno. I wheeze with laughter for about five minutes trying to recount a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to know. We go to Henley Corner and try to <laughs> pronounce who is the king of the Henley. That's right. And we answer the question, is Ryan Reynolds at the height of his Hollywood powers? All this and more on Movies on the Side. Nate, much like Lin-Manuel Miranda is at the height of his powers, like we talked about in our Encanto episode, I think Ryan Reynolds is also at the height of his powers. Would you agree? Is he just like on the pinnacle right now i don't think he's on the pinnacle i think right now he is sort of coasting up on the plateau going Mm. any movie that i'm in you're gonna watch so i'm just gonna do fun movies exactly he's got the midas touch he's just like you're gonna see this no matter what i could literally play a non-playable character in a video game and you will watch me for two hours and love it and i did i enjoy seeing him even in that (laughs) even in that so the Rotten Tomatoes, talking about Free Guy, of course, it's streaming on HBO Max as we record. It is also on Disney Plus. Also on Disney Plus. Yep. What what deal is that even? I think it's a Fox. <laughs> it's a Fox deal. Oh. Yeah. Disney Plus and HBO Max. That seems like two great tastes that don't go great together. <laughs> I don't understand how they're on both, but okay. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes for Free Guy. What do you think? I'm going to say critics went 61. I don't think even higher than you expected. 80. Critics oh. gave this movie 80 Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And then audience... 91. You know, very close. Yeah, 94. Audiences love this movie. Mm-hmm. Nate, I mean, for those who might have not seen this, it is not complicated plot. I mean, basically... Well... <laughs> well, Ryan Reynolds plays a non-playable character in a video game, which if you don't know what that is, inside video games are, you know, they're like the innkeepers or the uh, the guys selling wares on the side of the road. You know, they're, they're not... Good morning, stranger. A weary traveler. They're not a person playing it. You know, it's not a physical person playing this character. It's just a a computer-generated thing. And so that's what Ryan Reynolds' character is. But the people who made the game, the the actual people in this movie, Millie and Keys, they have built like an AI, an artificial intelligence. And through a course of events, Ryan Reynolds becomes sentient, or his character known as Guy, just Guy, becomes sentient, and then uh, hilarity ensues between uh, Ryan Reynolds and everybody else. I had to explain what sentient meant to my uh, kids the other day. That was a very difficult thing to explain. You've tripled down on the way you said that word, and it sounds like you say it with a C-H. Does it have that sort of sound in the middle? I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I've always said sentient. Sentient. It is sentient. Uh, at least uh, when I Googled it, the little phonetic thing puts an S-H there. Sentient. Sentient? Sentient, yeah. Sentient. It says sentient. <laughs> sentient that's nasty no i don't like that someone at home is screaming a grammar wait in your professor in, in your home oh, 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 oh no somewhere out there in the <laughs> world near, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah somewhere my child is <laughs> screaming but that's not related oh, to this episode absolutely guaranteed well i may not be real but i for a second there i felt pretty alive but anyway this movie has taika watiti it's got cameos from channing tatum and even chris evans like it's a fun movie. I mean, it's it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. It's fun. Like I don't even know. 
there's a bunch more to the plot I could explain, but what do you, what did you think about this movie? Let's just say like right off the bat, right? You right, saw right. this movie. I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea it was like going to be based on a video game. I, I was like, it's Ryan Reynolds. I'll just see it. Whatever. Oh, really? No, I, I, I just didn't know. I, I saw the trailer. I saw, I don't understand what any of this means. I don't know why there's a super muscular Ryan Reynolds also in this movie. <laughs> like I hadn't knew nothing about it. So I went in almost cold. I knew what the movie was before it came out. It got basically no buzz because it came out. Was it last summer? It probably had such a tepid response, no one went and saw it. So I think now it's getting its second life video game reference. <laughs> um, and I think people are finally discovering it. But right. I knew what it was going into it because it seemed very much like my jam. But I thought to myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else is going to really like this. Like I like the idea that an NPC kind of comes to life and lives in a Grand Theft Auto-esque world. And obviously Ryan Reynolds, Taika Waititi, like I like all of their stuff. Yeah. But I did have the worry that it was going to be a little, um, how do I say this? I saw a little bit of the new Suicide Squad by James Gunn on the plane. Oh. Which is a hard R, very violent sort of movie where halfway through you go, "Uh, this doesn't make me feel good on the inside as the guy's face gets blown off. I was kind of worried that's what Free Guy was going to be. I was kind of worried that like, oh, this is going to be one of those pretty violent, pretty gross, maybe not my jam. Turns out Free Guy is heartwarming, lovable, (laughs) and like not hyper violent in like a gory way or anything. No. And actually, kind of sweet. It is kind of sweet. And the the funny part is, it is kind of a, a Fortnite-esque game, and it's predicated on the actual people who are playing inside the game as avatars, enact violence on everyone else, right. robbing banks, killing people or whatever. But then, once Free Guy encounters Millie for the first time, Millie being an actual person in real life who's inside the game as an avatar, love at first sight kind of thing, and discovers that he can quote unquote level up and there's this i think i love this kind of like <laughs> cut scenes of him leveling up but not by doing the same violence as everyone else right like he's leveling up being a good guy basically in the game i don't know if anybody does it but you could rack experience points up by being a good guy like a hero Ooh, easy tiger if you don't want to shoot people you could steal their guns and this uh, we're just going to touch on morality corner in just a minute but there is yes, this, yes, yes. there is this idea that once shown a non-violent yet fun way to play inside this game uh-huh. that everyone watching this <laughs> game streamers you know this movie shows like people streaming on youtube like twitch. it's like video game yeah, streamers exactly. like twitch streamers and they're like we love this guy because he's so cool and he does cool things but he re- actually doesn't like he's not violent like he doesn't hurt or kill anybody and we love it and he becomes like a sensation within the game right and the, the morality corner is that man is basically good <laughs> it's this assumption that shown a a pleasant and non-violent life that everyone will will gravitate towards that and love it and i I think that's an interesting commentary that's all i'll say i think in general open open world video games right not not like wow not like fantasy stuff where you have it's a little bit more organized but if you ever jumped into like a vr lobby and just heard like the chaos within it it is 
like the first level when Dante goes down like one step. That's what you head to. The rings of hell. It yes. is it is like one level down. It is the sound of twelve year olds using the kind of language that would very much scare your grandmother. And it is when you get into the actual like world, it is yeah, it is fighting, it is shooting and then like yeah, dancing yeah. over top of their dead body as you yell something about their mother. Yeah, you're doing like, an emote. That is what actual open world video games are like. Especially right. free ones. Yeah, and this game is called Free City, which I think it's literally a game my kids have might have tried on iPad and after seeing it for a while it's like you guys can't play this game. This game is <laughs> this game is terrible. And the people inside of it are terrible. But we we talked about on a bonus episode, patreon.com slash movies on the side, if you'd like to listen to our bonus episodes. But we talked about the metaverse and it was like everything just devolves into violence and grossness. And I sent you a TikTok the other day of <laughs> it was t- it was a poker game, I guess, happening in the metaverse. Did you see this? No, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. It's it's basically it's, it's a poker you game. You are loving this. Even the memory <laughs> love, of this video right I now. I love this. I love this because it is the exact opposite of what this movie espouses. But there's a virtual poker game going on in the metaverse. Two real people in VR headsets. You only see the video from one guy's perspective. But one avatar in the game, like not knocks off the hat of another player at the poker table. <laughs> oh, Steven. Sorry, sorry. Oh, Steven, you and can't guy, even get through it. The guy who gets <laughs> the guy who gets his hat knocked off slowly turns and starts punching the first guy <laughs> in the metaverse. Like in virtual reality starts punching and then the first guy starts punching back. But there's no like killing in this poker game. There's no like blood or whatever. So just guys acting out their rage on each other there's just guys like virtually punching each other and i'm like as much as this movie tries to say like oh we can just watch dinosaurs walk around a waterfall and everyone will love life it's like no people are gonna punch each other no matter what (laughs) the tiktok was just so indicative of all of that i'll put the link to that tiktok in our show notes so people can enjoy it as much as i did I think the really enjoyable part of that whole story was not necessarily the story, but the amount of joy and laughter and wheezing that it gave you. <laughs> well, I it really just, loved it. It was so indicative of what we exactly talked about in that bonus episode of like, yep. if you give a bunch of 12-year-olds <laughs> eight hours in virtual reality a day in the metaverse, right. they're going to punch each other. Like, it's just going to happen. Right. It's and, just going to happen. And I'm not even sure that open world video games have actually anything to prove necessarily about the morality and goodness or badness of humans because i think it's also fair to say that if you or if you and i get dropped into a vr world with a giant rocket launcher yeah we're definitely gonna say like i wonder if we can destroy that that statue with a giant rocket launcher or let's see what would happen if i went into this convenience store and just pushed over all the shelves (laughs) like and listen, I've played a lot of GoldenEye and Smash Brothers in my life. I mean, I've shot a lot of people in video games. <laughs> so I, I totally get that. I've rejoiced in headshots just like everyone else. But it is a weird thing at this movie. I think we should just pause a little bit more here in Morality Corner because yeah. a weird thing about the plot is that these Twitch streamers and other streamers see Guy do these cool things, and it says the internet, like, 
is all a buzz about this NPC. And then people are like, let's rethink how we treat NPCs. And that seems so far away from how reality would actually work. Oh, yeah. Of like, I don't think you would become viral from like, this guy does good things in this in this free open world video game and now we're like hey maybe npcs are people too it's like well maybe we've been thinking about npcs wrong this whole time i think blue shirt guy is like a symbol you know like maybe people can be whatever they want he's like an icon is that the right word like well because it's because it's initially thought that it's a physical person playing as this character as blue shirt guy and that this whoever this player is is awesomely skilled and really cool but once it's discovered that no actually this npc is thinking for itself i mean listen if i if i started seeing headlines that somewhere in the fortnite universe there was a character like a peaceful character <laughs> well that there was some character developing like the meaning to life equation or solved time travel and like <laughs> mathematicians yeah, in real right, life are like right. how is this happening i'll be like hey let's not kill that a non-playable character because he might have the secret to life in his cave or whatever and so yeah let's see what he's he up to. either has sentience sentience or sentience <laughs> he's yeah he has sentences of sentient thought i mean so i, I get that turn but yeah i mean it, it is also like everyone universally loving the idea of this npc and what he's doing probably not super believable i do love though <laughs> the uh channing tatum cameo in this in this movie he steals every scene he's in he steals every scene he might be he might be like the best character in this movie <laughs> just coming out of nowhere and then the real life person who is playing yes. the channing tatum avatar his mom starts vacuuming in the background while he's playing he's like mom mom are you serious with the vacuum right now you really have to do that here uh it's just hilarious and then channing tatum doing the emotes totally uh made me think of step up <laughs> It's the, very, the, the very good. Movie. The guy can still yeah. still dance. But I want to go to Shirt Corner next. Oh, the Henley? You can talk about the Henley? You know I always love a good Henley. And the real question is, oh, for you, Stephen, yeah. he goes from the button-up t-shirt to the blue Henley. Oh, my goodness. Who wears the Henley shirt better? Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy or Chris Pratt in Jurassic World? Or, or Hugh Jackman in Australia. Or Hugh Jackman in Australia. Yep. Welcome to the Henley Olympics. I, I'm going to eliminate Chris Pratt. I feel like it's either Ryan Reynolds or Hugh Jackman. And I'm just looking at these photos of Ryan Reynolds on IMDb. In that Henley? He looks very, very... In that Henley. Yeah. He looks yep. very, very good in that Henley. And you know, it's a light blue. You know, not everybody's going to look good in a very light-colored Henley. You know what I mean? Right. A form-fitting, right. light-colored Henley... You have to uh, have the right physique. You have to have the right form so, beneath the fit. <laughs> form and function needs to match. Okay, but here's the question. Here's the question. I think this is how you know who wins. Okay, I gotta look up Australia. Are you ready? Quick. Ask this question of yourself. The question is this. Okay, who would I want to look like? Which person gives you the thought in your head? If I bought a Henley, would that get me any closer to looking as cool as they looked in these movies? And I think that's how you know who wins the Henley contest is who for a brief moment in time you go, maybe I should just Google a Henley and just kind of see. <laughs> just just see what's out there. And just kind of see. I want to send you this picture of Hugh Jackman from the movie Australia. You know, he he's also like worn He's yep. a wilderness guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, yep. He's got the scarf thing. He's got the scarf going on. He's got 
He's got a cool belt. It's a short sleeve Henley versus the long sleeve Henley. Well, now let, I'm glad we went to Henley Corner. I'm All very right, glad Stephen, we went to you Henley have Corner. to. Oh, <laughs> I just mm, made I just made a second picture of Hugh Jackman in that Henley. I mean, that like stance also. I wonder if Jill. Only Jill is up. I could just text her real quick. Uh, Ryan Reynolds in a Henley or John? No, I don't think you want to do that. That's dangerous. Don't, yeah, don't right. text these pictures to Jill. <laughs> these, 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 these Henley pictures can't see the light of day. Anyway, I'm looking at pictures of Hugh Jackman in the movie Australia from 2008. If our listeners are wondering, but I think I feel like Hugh Jackman is just unattainable. <laughs> like I feel like his. I don't know. Like it's an. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is a role model for guys everywhere. That. That I think we can attain that look, given enough sheer force, determination. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he in that light blue Henley, it's, it's, he looks very good. All right, welcome uh, to the Henley Ring of Honor, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that. Well, what, what would you say? I mean, I just sent you two Hugh Jackman pictures. You got Chris Pratt on the mind. I of the do. Three, what do you say? I do have to say. The Henley does a lot of work in this in Free Guy. Like it's like <laughs> it's a character. We're supposed to he he basically changes from a button up t shirt to a Henley, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, he's cool now, right? I I yeah, I think it has to be Ryan Reynolds in those glasses in the Henley on the motorcycle. I think he yeah. has to. I don't know. I still think Chris Pratt though. That white Henley, right? Have you have you pulled up the white Henley Chris Pratt working on a motorcycle? <laughs> I'm trying to find. I can't believe I'm Googling Chris Pratt white Henley right now. This uh-huh. is a terrible idea. Uh-huh. No, you know, I just Googled a picture. It's it's not as good as I remember. It's not as good I'm as gonna you t- I'm going to okay. send you the picture I just saw. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it. Yeah, okay. He looks better in the button down with the leather vests. Oh, you're when right. He's like... Okay. Dealing with the Raptors. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Better in the vest. Okay. Yeah. Well... If this is unlistenable, I, I love that we just <laughs> talked about that. <laughs> I love that we just talked about that for five minutes. It's brilliant. Okay, back to the movie. Yeah, I also want to talk about the best friend character, guy's friend, buddy. Yes, who's played by Lil Rel Howery, I believe. Yes, I will say I enjoyed him. I found his comedic relief very good. I also think he sounds exactly like Kevin Hart, and that that is all I hear when he speaks. But that's. That's beside the point. Now, it might sound weird. I took a piggyback ride on a half dude and a half horse. Whatever it since I is, I did it. At times, his voice, he has the same, uh, I guess, cadence in the way he speaks as Kevin Hart. Yeah. It yes. actually got a little too close for me, and I did have the thought of... Yeah, <laughs> a little too close. Could he, could he used Kevin Hart? He was great, but it was close enough that I went, would love Kevin Hart in here. Yeah, I don't know if Kevin Hart would have been too big of a character, Oh, okay. Like, I feel like Buddy lets Ryan Reynolds shine right. as Guy. So I did like him. I Buddy him. makes me think the whole time, which I was a little bit confused, and I know we shouldn't delve too hard into the plot of this movie, but their understanding of their own reality, do they get reset each day? Do, or do they have, like, fake memories of the day before? Because Buddy is like, I'm so, like, happy about the life we lead. I'm so excited to go, like, hang out at the dock with you afterwards. I'm very confused by how much these NPCs know. I think they have a life story, like, background in their programming. Okay. But they, like, Groundhog Day, live every day, and they also think it's the first time they're living that day. You know what I mean? And they're not bothered by the violence around them that much. That's just part of their programming. Well, I mean, you look at the speech that Ryan Ryan Reynolds gives. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. It does come out of nowhere, but it's a very inspiring speech. And he says things like, what if our world doesn't have to be so scary? 
you know, and all the NPC characters are like, yeah, yeah, and there's the guy who doesn't put his arms down and all that. What if the guy with the gun doesn't come? What? Really? It's always a guy with a gun. So many guys with guns. People, what if our world doesn't have to be so scary? But they don't seem scared well, by their... I mean, like the ones that are supposed to be scared, but like they don't seem like the, the shop owner that gets thrown out the window doesn't seem shook by it. Well, because they're used to it, Nate. They've been such uh, a part of the violence for so long, they're inoculated to even feeling it. Inoculated. They're just... They, they just don't even know that it's not... Maybe NPCs are people, too. They don't know it's not supposed to be that way, Nate. They don't think it can be any other way. I did enjoy the barista who oh, yeah, wants to make it. a cappuccino. And then, like, <laughs> no, I want to change the world. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. He's like, that's even better. Again, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is just so great in all that. I need more in my life than drip coffee. I want to make a cappuccino a difference in the world. Much, much better. And a green tea boba. I love the last fight scene too. No spoilers. But when Ryan Reynolds fights like muscular Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good fight scene. And and the Chris Evan cameo is, is worth it. It's pretty good. Okay. So let, let's rate it and then do spoiler horn. Rate it spoiler horn and talk about the end on a scale of zero to five glasses. The prop that makes everything go around in this movie. I'm going to give Free Guy three and a half glasses. Three and a half. I think this movie is fun to watch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for someone like me who really enjoys video games i felt like it wasn't quite video gamey enough is that weird to say mm. i think this movie actually is the perfect amount for people for example not video gaming my father who will probably listen to mm-hmm, this episode mm-hmm. who i think has seen free guy who doesn't have a ton of video game experience himself i think it's enough that you kind of understand and you know like oh this is a video game trope right right and then for me like I know a lot of video game tropes. I kind of wanted some more. So that probably means Mm. that it's perfect and right down the middle. But I do think that this movie has enough plot stuff that doesn't make sense to me. That while Ryan Reynolds, and we'll talk about Romance Corner after this, I think is top notch. There's something about the whole video game concept that seems to fall apart for me. And that's why it's only at a three and a half. But it is much more delightful than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I just love Ryan Reynolds in anything, mm-hmm. and it probably skews my rating. I also think all the characters, I love seeing Taika Watiti as this like tech bro CEO. Antoine. Antoine, I think he does great. Joe Keery from Stranger Things, <laughs> seeing him in here, I think he did really good. Like, I, I liked all these characters. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to give it four out of five glasses. Nice. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I might even see it again one time. It was a lot of fun. So here's the spoiler horn, and we'll talk about the ending. Before the ending, I just want to say to you that Sean Levy directed this movie. And in some of my research of Sean Levy's work, I like a lot of his work, by the way. But do you know that he directed the famous Jet Jackson? Did you ever watch that TV show back in the day? I have not seen that TV show. Oh, everyone out there who loves the famous Jet Jackson, he was a director on that show. Okay. Okay. He was a producer on Arrival. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's directed quite a few like fun things. All right. Oh, we didn't do Romance Corner yet. Well, right. That has to happen. You got to do it now. Correct. You got to have it. It has to happen. Anyway, so they're about to discover the original code that the couple have put in the game to prove that it is their game. Million Keys actually made all this stuff. And Taika Waititi is like destroying. Not only the virtual world, so it's not discovered, but then he goes down to the basement of Tsunami, 
the video game company uh-huh. and literally takes an axe to servers so as to not have it discovered. Because it's like what's happening in the game is being streamed to the world and the whole world is going to see this paradise island that Taika Waititi does not want them to see because he wants them to keep buying guns and stuff. And no, he, and all that. because he doesn't want to show that he used Millie and Key's right, code right. and the island it was their original game. Exactly, yes. Here is a question right here, and this is the part that really confuses me. Sure. I don't know much about code, <laughs> but I do know that in order to see code, mm-hmm. you don't have to be inside of the video game that uses the code. Yeah. That somewhere out there, they're actually like the coded words and prompts and things behind the scenes. Correct. I watched a whole movie where Keys, who works for Tsunami now, is like changing the reality of the game and messing with different things and able they're able to like go inside and do stuff. Why isn't he able to like go into the game into the game's code which he works on? He like yeah. works on the code of this game. Why can't he go in and just find their code embedded in there? Yeah, that's probably a plot hole. You would think if he has access to change the game from his laptop, you would think I mean, you have to do that in whatever code of the game exists. Right. So you should be able to like... He has access to the code. He has the Why access. Why can't he yeah. go find his code? Yeah. Control F, look for Millie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Millie stuff. It's Command F on Mac, Nate, but I'll, I'll allow it. Oh, okay. It's Control F. Elsewhere. I think Tsunami okay. uses uh, Microsoft. It's also like, is Taika Waititi, like, does he not know before you publish the game, you could also go into the code and just delete whatever code million keys put in there that you don't want why not delete the island yeah just delete it that's what i'm saying just just make the island go away i don't know how code works i don't know how video game works it's all a dark art the main concept of it being like you have to do it from within the game is really great as a plot device sure but when i took one step back to look at it and go wait a minute why yeah it's a little little weak little weak sauce but very effective scene Seeing Taika Waititi take an axe to a bunch of servers. Do you feel good about saying the term weak sauce? Like, did you feel like you pulled it off, or do you feel like mm. you were kind of mm. a bit of an imposter there? I felt fine about it until you, you pointed it out. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm second guessing it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, 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 I'll leave it in. I'll just leave it in there. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, no, it's good. But, you know, he's uh, Antoine is destroying all the servers, and if he destroys the last one, then the artificial intelligence of Ryan Reynolds will go away like disappear and Millie doesn't want that. And so there's, there's a pretty good scene of them like negotiating. And, uh, I thought, it was, I thought it was a fine climax. Yeah. In the server room. Yeah. Was I worried that Taika Watiti was going to turn the ax upon her? Yeah. A little bit. Oh, that, that would have been dark. <laughs> also the deal they made, do you feel like that's worth it? I feel like, no, I don't know. They, they set it up where Millie was either going to have millions of dollars or this last server. Would you have traded the, this AI character that I would think if you made once you could make again, well, that yeah, that's you know the I mean? thing is like million monkeys, million typewriters, infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters. Shakespeare. If you were to just set up your AI again, right? Wouldn't you be able to run it until someone like an AI developed again? That's what I'm saying. Or was he really just that special? Run the simulation, right? A bajillion times. That's exactly right. I mean, you can do that. Computers can do that. Have a world of Ryan Reynolds. Ex- oh. I'd watch that movie. Now, hold great. on. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. You make tons <laughs> yeah. of movies. Yeah, I thought the deal was weird. I thought the whole last setup of like 
try to find the island and keys is like i'm gonna make a bridge out in the water and it's like wait what yeah and then i had to remember this is not a movie where you're supposed to think about the plot in these ways it's really just you're supposed to just watch him you know fight with a lightsaber which was very which by the way is that why it's on disney plus is because disney owns fox and fox was like we get to use avengers and star wars stuff and disney's like well in that case you get to be you're trapped forever on disney plus that's a good point i didn't think about that probably if you want a lightsaber to appear in your movie you probably have to be on disney plus We we get you. You're trapped here. When uh, Ryan Reynolds like ran to the beach and discovered that there was like the virtual wall for the first time, mm, I got heavy Truman yeah. Show vibes. Truman Show. I yeah. thought I, I saw that. Well, he also has a line kind of like Truman, like "Have a good morning, good evening, and good night." He says the "Don't have a good day." Oh, that's true. Have a great day. I have a great day. <laughs> He's so good. A good one, guy. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. <laughs> romance corner. Yeah, romance corner. They uh, kind of get together in the end. Not really, but there's this whole Millie does not see at all that Keys is interested in her. The entire movie, Keys is like kind of shy, doesn't really. Incredibly oblivious. Yeah. Just, Incredibly ob- oblivious. <laughs> just does not uh, do well in any of this. But I don't know. Did I All that being said, I still believed like that he liked her and that maybe she eventually realized it. I believed it. What did you think? Yeah, I thought the romance between Keys and Millie was really, really good. Like, yeah, I thought so. They, it was tension, a lot of tension at the very end. Like, they had great chemistry, and then at the end, Ryan Reynolds says, which to many people out there who love Ryan Reynolds or are attracted to Ryan Reynolds, to find out that Ryan Reynolds is like, listen, it's not me that loves you. I am a love letter from someone else mm. and that someone else does not look like ryan reynolds there may be like a smidgen of disappointment <laughs> but i thought it was really cool how she runs down the street and she looks across the street and they say nothing to each other and he knows that she now knows that like he made guy yes as a guy who is in love with her and that means he's in love with her i thought that was very nice i like that last scene just looking seeing each other from across the street and then it ends i like that yeah i like that i like that a lot i thought that was very good i also liked his his friend at tsunami who ends up working with him like, he's also from pitch perfect i think yes that from yes i i thought he was very good i actually thought them going into the game as like the cops was actually really cool i kind of wish that we would have had taika waititi go into the game himself and have sort of the big fight and the standoff i was kind of hoping that's where it was going to go that'd be a lot of fun well anyway i think it's a fun movie listeners let us know what you thought you know typically i do a lot of call to actions at the end of this episode but i'm just going to do one Mm. i think you should go to patreon.com slash movies on the side listen to our bonus episode because we did a little remix of our encanto review we kind of revised our feelings about it. I've also seen the movie 18 times now, and so I shared my feelings about it. But if you go to patreon.com slash movies on the side, support the show with any amount, like it could be like a dollar or $2 or $1,000. You can go there and listen to a bonus episode. Every time there's a movie review, we have a bonus episode where we talk about fun stuff, and you should totally check it out. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And as we always say, life doesn't have to be something that just happens to us. Oh, is that it? <laughs> it's about proud. It's about power. <laughs> <They're> hungry. We. <laughs> I.
I might go see the Batman in theaters, yes, but yes, I yes, worry. Yes. I'm by myself. I'm worried I'll get scared. I'm I'm a little worried to be a little scared too. I've seen people compare it to like scary movies. I'm worried that it's scary. But people people also say it's amazing. People say it's amazing, Nate. I know. I I, I probably will. 